You're listening to the Baseball Prospect Journal Podcast. Here is your host, Dan Zielinski. Welcome back to this edition of the Baseball Prospect Journal Podcast. I'm Dan Zielinski, founder and national writer at BaseballProspectJournal.com. You can find me on Twitter at DanZielinski3 and at the BP Journal. It's time for an emergency podcast. The Brewers surprisingly made a trade here on February 1st, and frankly, I'm surprised that they traded Corbin Burns to the Baltimore Orioles. I'm not surprised that the Brewers traded Corbin Burns. I'm not surprised they traded him to the Orioles. I'm more surprised at the timing of it all. Just about a week after they signed Reese Hoskins to a contract, it just seemed like the Brewers were committed to trying to win the NL Central this year because the division is still wide open. The Cubs have been pretty inactive this offseason after signing Craig Council to be their manager. The Cardinals have signed a bunch of aging, average starting pitchers. The Reds have a lot of talented young guys but still need to prove it. And the Pirates, they're the Pirates. So this division is up in the air for any team to win it. And it seemed like the Brewers, after signing Reese Hoskins, were committed to trying to win it this year and kind of see where everything falls before the trade deadline. I really expected with it being February and spring training right around the corner that the Brewers would have waited to trade Corbin Burns at the trade deadline. I don't know if the Brewers would have gotten more at the trade deadline. It really all depends how desperate teams are, how many teams are in contention, and how many teams are seeking a front-line starting pitcher. So it's hard to say what that return would have been for Corbin Burns at the trade deadline. It could have been significant or it could have been less than what they received in this trade before the season. But regardless, Corbin Burns has been traded to the Orioles. So now we're going to dive into that trade and I'm just going to give kind of my overall thoughts on the trade, what I think of both sides of the deal and what I think ultimately the Brewers got in return. So first off, the Brewers traded Corbin Burns and his one year remaining on his contract to the Orioles for two players and a draft pick. They first got left-handed pitcher D.L. Hall, a former first-round pick, a guy that has struggled at times throughout the minor leagues but really showed some flashes as a reliever late last season for the Orioles. And then they also acquired shortstop Joey Ortiz as well in the deal. And really, both those players, to me, they don't jump off the page. I think the upside really quite isn't there with those guys. D.L. Hall definitely possesses more upside than Ortiz, but I think the real key to this trade is the draft pick the Brewers got. The Brewers acquired the 34th overall pick in the 2024 MLB draft. The reason I think that's significant is because that's about where the Brewers would have gotten a comp pick for Burns had they wrote it out, held on to him, and let him go in free agency next year. They would have gotten a pick right in that range next year. Now you can make the argument the 2025 class might be a little deeper than the 2024 class. Regardless, the Brewers got a quality draft pick and really are going to be set nicely for the draft. The Brewers now have five picks in the top 100 picks. They hold the 17th overall pick, the 34th overall pick, which they acquired from the Orioles, then 58, 68, and 95. So the Brewers definitely have 
some draft capital now to really make some noise in the draft, maybe go for some high upside guys. But to me, really, that is the key to this entire trade. DL Hall, Joey Ortiz, fine players. They're going to get a chance to start and be contributors at major league level. But to say you acquired a potential player of the caliber or what could turn into the caliber of player of Corbin Burns, I think is kidding yourself at this point. First, looking at Corbin Burns, he had one year left on his deal. was going to pay him $15.6 million, so the Brewers saved that. And they trade a guy in Corbin Burns who's coming off statistically one of his worst seasons of his career 2019 wasn't very kind to him but even a bad year for Corbin Burns in 2023 when he had a 3.39 ERA 200 strikeouts 66 walks allowed 193 and a two-thirds innings for Corbin Burns that's not a great season but for most pitchers that's a phenomenal season and Corbin Burns finished in the top eight of the Cy Young so it just shows that even though statistically his numbers weren't in line for the last two, three years, they still were really good for a guy who's turned into one of the best pitchers in baseball. Corbin Burns is a three-time All-Star who won the 2021 NL Cy Young Award, and he's finished inside of the top eight in the voting for the Cy Young Award in the last four seasons. Since 2020, he's been phenomenal. He's pitched to a 2.86 ERA been really durable, high strikeout rate, low walk rate, and someone that the Brewers really have been able to count on each and every start to go out there and perform. They're definitely giving up a guy that's a workhorse who's pitched over 167 innings each of the last three seasons, but he was only on an expiring deal. So it makes sense that the Brewers were interested in trading him. I can see why the Orioles wanted him. The Orioles have been desperate for a frontline starter. Now they got it with Corbin Burns. Looking at the Brewer side of this trade, which is kind of the more interesting side of it all because there's so much unknown still with the return just in terms of what these players are going to turn into. Are they going to pan out and be mainstays for this roster for the years to come? Or are they going to kind of be one-hit wonders and fizzle out after a couple of years? But first off, DL Hall... Joey Ortiz both bring six years of team control, which is huge for a team like Milwaukee in a small market. And then also the draft pick, which is going to bring a guy that you can draft, develop, and have in your system for many, many years. Looking first at D.L. Hall, who I think is the more impressive of the two players. D.L. Hall is a former first-round pick. Orioles selected him 21st overall in the 2017 draft, and really, he's a guy that has struggled to find his footing in professional baseball, really, ever since he's gotten drafted. He's been a guy that's been a well-regarded top 100-type prospect most of his career, but if you look at the results, they really haven't quite been there most of his minor league career, and so far in his pro career, he's shown some glimpses of some success in the minor leagues but he also has shown some struggles too one area he struggled with is his control and command of his pitches he's averaged 5.2 walks per nine innings which obviously is not a great number but that has improved slightly in his brief major league experience the orioles really weren't confident in him as a starting pitcher he struggled at times when he got called up the first time, just pitching in general, mostly in relief. And then the Orioles started him 
in AAA last season where he saw all right success. Pitched in 17 games, 11 starts, had a 4-2-2 ERA. He got called up by the Orioles late in the regular season. Pitched to a 3.26 ERA in 18 games in relief, pitching 19 and one-thirds innings. And he really was a dominant pitcher, striking out 23 batters and only allowing five walks. He looked like a completely different pitcher coming out of the bullpen than he had as a starting pitcher throughout his minor league career. So that is one intriguing aspect of D.L. Hall. And there's really a lot to like about D.L. Hall. It's just you haven't seen him perform up to his potential. And the older he gets, the lower that potential decreases. So uh, D.L. Hall, though, is a guy that really has a chance to have three quality pitches. He's not a guy anymore that projects as the top of the rotation arm, but he does still have the potential to be a quality starter in the major leagues. He throws a mid-90s fastball that sometimes gets close and touches triple digits. His slider is a really good pitch. It's a weapon and causes swing and misses. And then his changeup is also a solid pitch too. So DL Hall has a lot to like. I'm going to be curious to see how he does in the Brewers player development system that's been known to develop some pitching. So he's an intriguing guy, but there's a lot of risk associated with him. And he really hasn't performed for a full season yet in his pro career at the major league level to give you confidence that he can do it moving forward. But he's definitely going to have the opportunities to, for the Brewers who are probably going towards more of a youth movement this season anyways. Joey Ortiz, the shortstop, he's a little bit different of a story. He's more of a defense over offense type player. He's a guy that's going to play quality defense, can play shortstop, can play second base, third base. And right now with Willie Adamas still on the roster, even though things could change between now and opening day, I think Joy Ortiz is a guy who sees time at second or third base because those are two areas the Brewers are desperate for some help. But regardless, Joey Ortiz is someone who profiles as a defensive first player, quality arm strength, and is someone who quality and excellent defensive skills in general at shortstop. He was one of the better defensive players in the minor leagues and really just has the instincts, the movements to really play well at shortstop long term. For scouts, though, the question comes down to his ability to perform at the plate. There's less upside when it comes to his offensive skill set. He's definitely more hit over power and doesn't strike out a ton, but he also doesn't impact the baseball a lot either. In his brief major league experience with the Orioles in 15 games this past season, he hit 212, had nine strikeouts, zero walks, one double, no home runs, and 33 at-bats. So, like I said, he really struggles to impact the baseball. And I think for the Brewers, who have struggled to develop hitters in recent years, that has to be a concern for them. So, I'm going to be curious to see this season. He's going to get plenty of at-bats, who would assume how he does offensively. Because the Brewers have plenty of infielders who are pretty solid defensively, but struggle to impact the baseball. So Joey Ortiz is going to be a guy to watch. I think this trade, though, like I've mentioned already a couple times, comes down to the draft pick. And I think if you're hoping to get some real upside out of one of these prospects, it's going to come down to D.L. Hall. And if he can either perform and be a quality starting pitcher, 
or if he can be a shutdown late inning reliever. The Brewers seem to be interested right now in him as a starter, and I think that's the right route to go. He's still only 25 years old, and the Brewers now really have some weaknesses in that starting rotation. They got Freddie Peralta leading the way in their starting rotation, followed by Wade Miley, Colin Ray, and then a host of other guys for those final two spots, which you figure one will probably go to D.L. Hall at this point. And it's really just kind of a shift in what has been the biggest strength for the Brewers in recent years with that starting rotation. Now it's one of the biggest weaknesses they've had. Uh, They go from having Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta leading their rotation to only Freddie Peralta being the last one left from that really outstanding trio they had leading the way for the last few seasons. So this trade is interesting. It was surprising, the timing. It's surprising because I really, even though I didn't believe the Brewers were a playoff team, the Brewers were giving all indications that they were going to go for the division this year. And I think this trade hampers that because it really weakens their starting rotation and puts so much more pressure on the offense to perform, which I don't think the Brewers' offense has the pieces to really make drastic improvements from last year. Sure, they got Reese Hoskins, but he can only do so much. And besides that, they haven't improved their offense at all. Now, Jackson Chirillo could provide a spark that the Brewers' offense needs, but he's still a young guy and unproven at the major league level. So, like I've said, surprised by this move, the Brewers trade Corbin Burns to the Orioles for Joey Ortiz, a shortstop prospect, D.L. Hall, a left-handed pitching prospect, and the 34th overall pick in this year's draft. It's going to be fascinating to see how it all plays out in 2024. I'll be curious to see if the Orioles, with new ownership, are able to extend Corbin Burns after this upcoming season. You would think that would be a priority for them with their core being really some tremendous hitters. They don't have that frontline starting pitcher. Now they do with Burns, and you would assume they'd try to keep him long term. Either way, fascinating move. Stay tuned to Baseball Prospect Journal. We'll be breaking down all the top prospects in the 2024 class. So Brewer fans, with having five picks now in the top 100, you're definitely going to want to stay tuned to that. The Brewers are going to have chances to really add some quality talent, similar to what they did in the 2023 draft in 2024. So I'm excited for the draft process to really get going here, and we'll see who the Brewers ultimately end up taking with that 34th overall pick. So definitely hit me up on Twitter, on X, at DanZelinski3, and at the BP Journal. Would love to hear your feedback on this Brewers trade. Who do you think won? What did you think of what the Brewers got in return? And ultimately, what do you think this means for the Brewers' chances to compete in 2024? Thank you for listening to this special edition, this trade edition of the Baseball Prospect Journal podcast. And I'll be back next week with a player interview with actually a current Brewers prospect who just got drafted in 2023. I'm excited for you to hear that. And if you want to learn more about some Brewers prospects, go back and listen to last week's podcast with Cooper Pratt. We break down the draft, his first taste of pro ball, and what he's expecting this upcoming season. So thanks for listening to this trade edition of the Baseball Prospects Journal podcast. We'll talk to you soon.